Hey there, everybody. Welcome to our broadcast. We're so thankful to come together here. This is a perfect opportunity to build faith and to find what God's word says. So let's go together. There's some things impressed upon my heart that are so good for this time. Let's pray and seek the Father so that we both uh, speak it and hear it correctly. All right, Father, we come to you now. We're asking for your help. We're asking, Father, for su supply of your spirit, that he would help us to both speak correctly, that by this we would have utterance, Father, and that your grace would enable us to say what you would have said well, and that in connection we would also hear well, Father, and that your Holy Spirit as our teacher would be able to instruct us and show us the right way through your scriptures today. We thank you, Father. And right now we commit ourselves that we won't just be hearers of these, your words, but we will be doers. Thank you, Father, for helping us to commit and to complete what you show us in your word as we go out from here. Hallelujah. We believe we receive it. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's go together to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. There's something that's stirring on my heart that I'm so thankful for the Lord showing, and I believe it will answer some questions. I believe that it will uh, help nourish some faith. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and let's start in the first verse. I want to keep it all connected. It's a, it's a good practice. As you're going there, I'm just going to speak a few moments here. Ephesians 4.1. Uh, it's a good practice. Even if we were to go, say someone starts in a verse, if we have the time, it's a good practice. Go up to the beginning of the chapter. Read it. Go and read after that verse. You want to make sure, we want to make sure that we connect this all together, that it's seamless, that we're not disconnecting truth from truth, but that it is seamless in a whole thought. We want to see uh, in right perspective, and that's the only way we'll do it. So there in Ephesians 4.1, it says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Paul is writing this as he is uh, um, imprisoned. He's writing this from a jail cell. And um, I don't even know if it was that good to call it that. But he says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. I'm, I'm pleading with you. I'm urging you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness. So he's making it clear this is the only way we're going to be able to do it. The only way you and I are going to walk worthy and fulfill the work that God has for us, this vocation in which we're called to perform, the only way we'll do it is if we humble ourselves, respond to what God shows us, submit ourselves to him and who he places over us, and in that with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Hallelujah. Well, I'll tell you, peace in, a, in today's time is precious. It's a commodity. When all around you is chaos, when all around you is fighting and wars are waging and people uh, complaining and irritated and frustrated when all this is going on, when you actually have peace, you have what this world is longing for, doesn't even realize it's missing out on a majority of the time. And they think, a lot of people are so confused, 
to think that all this fighting and fussing and all this chaos and strife is going to add to them what they want. God made it very clear. He says, do not think that the wrath of man works the righteousness of God. It will not. You and I getting so upset because we've been wronged and because of injustice and telling, you know, we're going to make this right. We're going to make That's not going to do it. But when you and I can bring the peace of God on the scene and make peace where we're at, you and I can move mountains. <laughs> you and I can advance this kingdom. And so this is what God desires. He, he's endeavoring that we keep this unity of the spirit of what he's working through his Holy Spirit in this bond of peace. Now he's talking to us and talking to the Ephesians church in bonds and talking about the bond of peace. Well, this peace caused you to be captivated in some ways when we yield ourselves to God the Father. There will be certain things that just won't move us. Why? Because we're bonded with this peace has us fixed, right? You're limited. If you and I had shackles on our feet, if we were bonded, if we had our hands bound together, right? Right. He talked about the bonds that he had many a time as being a prisoner. Well, if we're bonded, if we're bound, if we're shackled, then we're limited in motion. We're limited in activity. But when you and I allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts and in our minds, then there's going to be some limitations, some things we just won't say, some things we just won't do, and it will enable us to show the goodness of God where we're at. And um, that was not part of any of the notes, so let's keep going, you guys. Here in the fourth verse, it says, there is one body. So let's say that together. There is one body. And how many? Spirit. One. And one spirit. Even as you, even as we, are called in one hope of your calling or our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and, and in you all. How many? One, one, one. It's a big deal to God, I'm sensing more and more, this unity, this oneness. This uh, fluid flow and his enabling ability to have his way through. Well, it's going to take one in order for that to be done. And um, let's continue in the seventh verse. It says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So each and every one of us has received God's grace and it's according in the measure of that gifting of Christ, or you could say the anointing. Something that's interesting to know, this is actually something my father in the faith, he said that the Lord ministered to his heart. He was so affixed in early on in his ministry thinking, I need more of God's anointing. More of The anointing is when the Spirit of God comes on you and enables you. So he'll help you speak well, he'll help you do well, and there's a difference when it's anointed. You can tell. It's not dry. It's easy to hear. And there's something about it, it'll keep you listening. It'll keep you going, why? Because it's more than a man, it's God. And so he's he's wanting more of this. And he's, he's praying over and over, Father, more anointing. I'm asking that you give me more anointing. And finally, he said that this thought came up in his heart, faithfulness. And he thought, oh, that's a great idea. I'm gonna study on that. But what I could really use right now, God, is more anointing, more anointing. Well, what are we talking about? The measure of the anointing. 
this is what God told him over the course of time. He said, Keith, I'm sorry, that's Keith Moore is who I'm talking about. He's He's been uh, instrumental in our life and in our ministry. And he said that the Lord ministered to his heart. This thought came to him. He said, Keith, he said, all of my children receive an anointing when they're born again. He said, many of my children have done absolutely nothing with that anointing. Why would they need any more? And he could see it. This is what God's telling him, faithfulness. When you and I use the anointing that we do have, when we use the faith and the grace that we do have, what is God enabled to do? Give us more. We qualify then for more. So the measure of the gift of Christ is in comparison to that. What are we doing with what he's already given? Now, let's continue, and it says in the 8th verse, Wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave what? He gave gifts. Now, this is who? Jesus. This is God the Father. He gave gifts to men. Well, what are we doing with our gifts? Are we using our gifts well? I mean, how many? You know, there are certain things that uh, the scriptures say it's good to receive the kingdom like a child. Well, if a child got a gift, how long does it take for them to tear that thing open and get in after it, right? Moments. They're not leaving the gift waiting. Now, they might find another one five minutes later, but that's a different story. But they are quick to get the gift and put the gift to use. You and I as the church, as members of this living one body with one Lord, right? We have gifts. And what you and I are doing with these gifts is part of God's supply in part to us. And, and let's continue this and, and continue this thought. It says in the ninth verse, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that ascend, that, excuse me, that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. So it's connected with these gifts that you and I be filled. He's seeking to fill all things. Part of those fillings was he was giving gifts to men. He was filling them with a gift, right? We're going to find out what these gifts are. Let's keep reading. So he's filling all things, 11th verse, and he gave some, say that with me, some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So not all that he filled are pastors. Not all that he filled are teachers. Some are. Some are. Some are. So if you and I and the body of Christ collectively if we're only receiving some and not some and not some, then we're limiting ourselves of the gifts that have been given to us. So it's in this way, God did not ordain the church to only be collectively uh, receiving from pastors. And uh, I am so thankful <laughs> For God's good pastors. I'm so thankful for those he has filled with the gift of pastoral. Uh, the grace and, and his enabling power to pastor is wonderful. 
And most people know that. That's why I'm addressing it. Because most say, yeah, you know, good pastors, wonderful. There's other parts too, though. And in fact, I'm I'm thinking now, uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, very instrumental in, in my life, in my ministry. And um, he said the Lord allowed him to pastor for 12 years, I believe it was. 10 or 12, I think it was 12. Allowed him. He said over the course of time, he realized that he was not a pastor. Well, that's a big deal when you've been spending 10 plus years now doing this and you're not supposed to. It's not God's perfect plan that you do it. He's allowing you. That means he's permitting us to do something, which means God will allow us to go away, even if it's not his best. Well, he, he started getting a hold of this. He started realizing what his call was what he was supposed to do and come to find out he's a traveling minister. He's supposed to go and, and teach God's people faith. And in those days when he started doing that, he's being led to teach the word. And that was uh, a complete different thing than anyone was doing at the time. He thought it was going to fail big time. He actually said, all right, Lord, I'm going to go into this ministry. I'm going to, he had a, a meeting he was doing. He said, I'm going to prove it. I'm, I'll, I'll do this. I'll teach the word like you're, you're dealing with me to do. And, and you watch. You see the results. And he did it. And my, did it work. <laughs> and God blessed it because he was doing what he was called to do. He's not a pastor, but he's got to work. Well, if you and I don't receive that supply, there is a part. We're going to see that here that we would be missing because God gifted him and it was for the body. And there's others that God has gifted, and it's for the body. But like any natural gift, you and I don't have to receive it. You and I can go, no, I'm okay, forget it. And if we don't make a choice to receive the supply from another, right? No, I need to rephrase that. Through another, from God, through another, then there's going to be part of our supply we'll be missing. And you know what that looks like? We'll be in a certain situation or circumstance and we'll think, man, I just, I sense I'm missing something. What am I missing here? And God is already knowing, yeah, it's back there, bub. You know, when I was trying to deal with you to listen to that ministry, when I was trying to get you to get involved in that, and you said, no, no, that can't be God. Yeah, exactly. You missed your answer. And this is, now, now there's good news. You and I can change it right now. We can make it right right now. And if God shows us, hey, go to that church, that's where we're at. And if he shows us, hey, listen to that ministry, then we're doing it. And we're quick to get after it. Why? Because this is where our supply lies. It's in the gifts he's chosen. It's in the places he's directed us to be. Now, let's continue. There's more. And this is going to paint a good picture for you. And he gave, so he gave these, he said, for this work, for perfecting or maturing. Growing up in a right way, the saints, those believers, those that have received Jesus. And it says, for the work of the ministry. You know that as a saint, as a believer of Christ, you have worked in the ministry? That those other gifts are actually just to prepare you for your work. You got some work to do in Jesus. And I'll tell you, it's the best work you get to do in this earth. And it's going to set you up for a wonderful eternity. Now, let's continue this. It says, for the edifying of the body of Christ. When you and I work and do our part of the ministry, the body of Christ, this one body, gets built up well. 
Now let's continue. And it says, till we all come in the unity. There we go again. One faith in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children. So you see this. If you and I aren't receiving the parts of the gifts that God has given, then it means we don't mature the way we should. It means we'll still be children. And what happens to children, according to the scriptures here, it says, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. It means that you can't tell the difference a lot of times between what's right and what's wrong. And so something could be so right and so good. And you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not so sure about that. And you miss out on the good thing just because you're not grown up enough because you haven't received from the parts you're supposed to receive from. And now this is for each and every one of us because we all have a choice. Are we going to receive from the supply? It's going to come from God, but he's going to work through others. And it's up to you and I whether we receive it. It's interesting that the Samaritan woman at the well kept looking at, at obstacles and offenses at why she couldn't receive from Jesus. And she told him, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We don't deal with one another, right? Racial. And he's, he put that to, to, to ends, right? And time and time again, there was something. She is looking at Jesus, the outside vessel, and not sure that she wants to receive because she doesn't like the outside vessel and her and those people, they just don't click. They just don't connect. They're not connected parts. And yet God had her very supply in that part that she didn't think she liked. Could it be the same for us today? It can, it can. So let's continue. And it says that we henceforth be no more children. And, and again, um, being carried away with every wind of doctrine and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, to trick you. 15th verse, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Hallelujah. From whom the whole body fitly joined together. The whole body fitly joined. You and I are joined to some members of this body. And we're, it's a fit. It is a good fit, these people God has joined us to. And it continues and says, and compacted by that which every joint supplies. Now, you and I, we, you know, if we have a full functioning arm, we have this uh, ulnar, uh, yes, sir, a vessel vein and artery, and it connects up here to the brachial vein and artery. And if blood is needing to get back to the heart, and it's going to come from this ulnar vein up to this brachial vein, well, say the brachial thinks, I don't like the ulnar vein, and I'm refusing any blood from the ulnar vein, then your arm has a problem. What would happen is if flow is cut off, if there's a clot of that blood, you could end up losing the rest of this arm. It's detrimental to the body because there's not a continuous flow. That's part of the supply from joint to joint. And it's no different for you and I that there are parts 
that we are going to need to receive from because it's part of God's supply to us. It's through them. It's to us. But we have to take the time to hear it. We have to take the time to read it. We're going to have to honor it and value it, not as a man, but as God in man. Not making a big deal out of people, but making a big deal out of God because he's working through people like this. And um, it continues and says, right there in your 16th verse, it's good for you to see it for yourself. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, makes increase of the body to the edifying of itself in love. When you and I are receptive to the joint and supply that God has for us, it puts us as one body in a place where we're effective. It's an effective and effectual working. And in this, it's in every part when we allow it. And when we're working effectively, it makes increase of the body. You want to see people around you come to God, know God, no longer hurting, no longer abusive, no longer despising life. This is how it works. You and I receive the joint and supply that is for us from these connected parts. God's showing you right now where your church is. That church is a family. Right. Family receives from one another. Family sticks with one another. He's showing you right now what ministries to be connected to. These are his connected parts, places that he has fitly framed and joined us to. And when we get in that place, it enables us to be the most effective and to labor together with him so that he can build up this one body. And you'll be there at, the, at, at your job. You'll be there in your marketplace. And you've seen that person time and time again, but something's different now. And they receive from you now, and the body gets built up now. Why? Because you got the supply that you need. You didn't refuse to utilize your gift. These pastors and teachers... These evangelists, these prophets and apostles, these are for the church. They're for us. You don't have to choose who you're going to take part. You can have all. You can have each and every gift working in your life, and God will show you where they're at. He'll help you get a hold of them. Why? Because he wants them more for you than you do. He gave them gladly. Hallelujah. This has been impressed in my heart. We have invited some wonderful minister friends of ours in this coming week, and I'm thankful. We're going to be receiving. We're going to be seeing some good things. Uh, the God, uh, yes, Father. The Lord's going to be showing us some wonderful things in his word. So I pray that you will come back and you will come listen live, get a hold of this. There's some wonderful parts and supply for us in these days. And so I'm excited to see you live, my friends. We love you. We bless you. Uh, if we can pray with you, believe God with you, you let us know. Get in touch with us. Bless you all. We will see you soon.